Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Barry Insider, Ultimate Insider Podcast. I'm Mike Velosky, former Cal quarterback. And today, it's an awesome show. First time I've done this, I'm interviewing one of my former teammates. And a special occasion here, because I hate to be that guy that's always, you know, back when I was playing back in the day, I hate to be that guy. But today, we have a Hall of Famer going in this year. He was our kicker at the time, Doug Bryan. Doug, welcome to the podcast for Bear Insider. Thanks, Mike. It's great to it's great to be here. And yeah, in sort of building up to this moment, I've I've done my fair share of reminiscing and thinking through some of those, you know, great memories we had. I mean, wow, like I mean, how many Cal players in the history of the program got to be on a run? I guess you didn't get three, but like I ended up getting three bowl wins if you include the Copper Bowl when I was standing on the sidelines and then up to the Alamo ball. So it was, it was quite a run. We had, we had quite a team. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Bruce put together a good group of dudes. Like he, they just kept recruiting though. their kind of guys, which is what made it so special, right? It was a high yeah. character team, I think. Yeah. Uh, which was a big piece of it. I'm going to start with you before Cal, because you went to De La Salle and we talk about high character. De La Salle at the time, the coaches they had there, that was one of the platforms that they built everything on. Talk about how much that kind of affected your Cal career and, your, and the way you came in. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. I mean, I think at the time, you know, we had Brad Thompson and then Matt Clisby came in a year after me. And I mean, I, you know, I certainly got a lot out of De La Salle. I mean, I wish I had spent more time in football. I only played football for one year. Right. But, um, yeah, that one year playing for Bob Latticer and, and Terry Edson and and that in that team, I mean, it's just, you know, character building. I mean, it's funny because like their focus is like really not on winning. It's all the things that like lead to winning. And I just think it creates this mindset in in the players that just helps them be successful at the next level, helps them be successful in other parts of their life. So yeah, I mean, like you said, Bruce. Coach Schneider did a great job of building not only a great team, but like bringing in the right kind of people to build chemistry. And, you know, certainly De La Salle helped a little bit. Yeah. And that's so that's kind of going to be a theme throughout this interview. Because one of the things I find fascinating, right, is how character changes everything. You, you can go through and everybody's looking for tactics, right, and, and strategies. But really, character is the foundation that everything builds on. And when we talk about that 90 team and the 91 team, while I was there at least, the high character on that team was a huge piece of it. I want to go back to 91 because it's a great story that you and I, I think, both tell about that 91 year, the first kick. Yeah. Um, talk to me coming into it, into 1991, that team, what were your thoughts? You won the job in the spring or, or really won in the fall, right? It's always up into the fall. And so you went the fall. And what are you thinking going into that season? Well, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, there's some nuance there that, you know, I mean, I didn't do as well as anybody expected in the in the spring, not myself or Bruce Snyder. And they ended up signing a kid out of Arizona to come in and compete with me in fall camp. So, you know, I I was squarely focused on winning the job and, and doing my part. I mean, it was such a long shot, like me coming to Cal as a walk-on. And, and I remember Bruce Snyder said, hey, you, you, you win the job when Robbie Keane leaves, we'll give you a scholarship. And it was like, this is my moment. <laughs> no pressure there. And, and really like, I mean, I had barely played. I mean, I attempted six field goals in high school. Like it was very new and intense and, you know, being a younger guy on the team, 
was challenging, but like you could see the the character, the talent, and the potential of that team. And so, I mean, that was I mean of all the years I played, I mean that was that was a, a fun year for a lot of different reasons. Yeah, it was a fantastic year. I remember Mooch pointed out to me going. I think it was right after the Arizona game, and that's the kick we're going to talk about in just a second. But right after that game, Mooch pointed out, he goes, you know, we were kind of O for spring in terms of field goals made. And I, I didn't remember that off the top of my hat. You know, it, it just, it didn't strike me that way because I never kind of looked at that. It was always get better, next rep, do whatever. Yeah. Um, but like you talked about, you know, both kickers, you and Chris Noonan was there as well. And you guys both kind of struggled in the spring, kind of knew trying to fill out the spot and get that piece. And then we get to that Arizona game, yeah. right? And this is a Cal team that we know is pretty good. We know we have a chance, and we're battling Arizona down at their place, right? We fight back. We get a two-minute drive, and <laughs> we're. I'm thinking I'm, we're going to score a touchdown. I'm going to drive it down the field. We're going to score a touchdown, and then we get down inside the forty, and I throw a ball to Sean Dawkins on the comeback route, and they almost pick it. Like I got lucky. The deep it went right through his hands, and I could just see right there the look and. Bruce's face, like, yeah, we're not doing that. Anymore. Play calling is like, we're okay, we're let's go. So I think we 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 only needed three. Right, we needed three to win, and so and then you step up. I, I it's always fascinated me because coming off the bench as a quarterback is one of the hardest things you can do in sports. Every time you kick, you come off the bench to kick. So as yeah. a kicker, talk to me about that. What's going through your head in that moment, and and like. It all culminates in one single attempt for you, right? You won the job, yeah. And here's your shot. Yeah, I mean, look, I think like everybody knows, kicking is so mental. And one of the, you know, I always think there's like there's no failing. There's just learning. And the spring didn't go as well as I want wanted, but it was a wake up call. And I realized mentally, I just didn't have a mental game. And I actually engaged with a sports psychologist all summer and had a whole program. And like I worked on it, and so. I mean, look, I'd be lying if I said I didn't understand the gravity of the moment, but at the end of the day, it's like the thoughts that are on my mind are should be nothing. And I and it it really was one of those kicks and moments that like it was just still. I mean, I'm sure you've yeah. experienced it both on the football field, maybe in golf too, or other sports, is like that flow state where it's like things just slow down. Like, you know, you're asked about something you did on the field and you're like, I don't I don't really remember much yeah, exactly so, yeah i mean I, I i was in the zone now people people ask me all the time about plays in a game after the game i'm like i i don't remember i got to go back and watch film to kind of strike something because i'm moving on to the next play and i'm so in the moment you yeah. know paying attention to anything else but what's there so the the best part of this story a you you kick it let's be you know anticlimactic here you kick it you hit it it's right over the top of the upright but it's good right field goal is good yeah. well and then I turn around and I grab you. And I want you to describe this next because this is like one of those lessons in my Cal career that uh, that uh, you taught me at the time. Yeah, what not to do. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I, I, I was still just sort of in that like state of euphoria. Like, you know, it went through and just, yeah, immediately. I mean, you said grab me, but I mean, it's like what I remember is just like a bear hug and a body slam. <laughs> And that was fine. That was great until I literally saw the entire offensive line like piling on top of us. And then all of a sudden it went from like happy to like survival. <laughs> like 
breathing. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've seen the video from, you know, kind of a distance and it's like, I don't know if it's like 15, 20 very heavy humans laying on top of us. And it's yeah, like, there's and not just the dudes that were on the field, it's dudes coming off the field to jump on the pile too. Vote to self. Celebrate game winning field goals standing. Yes. And so that'll that, 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 when you say it felt like survival, that was the God's honest truth. Like at the bottom of that pile, I could not breathe. And I had you underneath me, so I know you couldn't <laughs> breathe either. And we have Stucy and Gordon and Azid and you know all the fat guys on top of us too. And so that, that, you know, just getting crushed underneath that pile was pretty funny, which I mean, wasn't funny at the time, but looking back on it now. Yeah. Once we survived it, 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 it became funny. It was okay. Hey, one thing, just a, a slight tangent, but I know, you know, a lot of the listeners will remember that, but a lot are obviously up to speed with the bears today. And one just interesting thing you said, I mean, you were a quarterback, like, you, you know, so hard to come off the field. It's really interesting. Like we have a really talented kicker right now in Michael Wilkerst. Yeah. He's like physically, like literally one of the most talented kickers I've seen, like even at the NFL level. But he was a quarterback. I, I don't know if you know this. Like yeah. he, was, he was this, he wasn't like just, you know, a guy coming off the bench. He was the starting quarterback. So like his entire experience as a kicker was like playing quarterback and then it's like you just go kick. And I think part of what he's had to adjust to and, and is adjusting to is just like coming off the bench, right? And like having all that time to think about it. And it's such, I mean, it's almost like an entirely different thing. And um, it, it is a challenging thing and it is something like you have to get used to. And I'm confident Michael will do that. But it's like, I'm sure, you know, with you as a quarterback and we're talking about kicking it, mentally is very different just doing that one play Oh, without a doubt. Like it would, I hated when other teams would take the ball first and have long drives to start the game. Like that would drive me nuts. Right. And any long pause in not being on the field sucked. I hated it. And so, yeah, the mental game going from being a quarterback to being a kicker like that for, for Michael would be brutal. I get it. So it takes a little adaptation to your mindset there, standing there on the sidelines, staying in it. That's right. Uh, and I just bring our last story full circle, by the way. So after that Arizona game, we now go to UCLA and we have the same scenario, right? We drive down the field. We're getting ready to kick the field goal. We're going to win this game. And you hit another game winner. And and so now you're not just scared of the rush or not just, I say scared. You're not just worried about the rush. You're worried about your dumbass quarterback too, right? Who's going to pick you up and tackle you? And oh, so you yeah. hit the game winner. And what happens? I I ran. Yeah. I did like a more of like a, a soccer goal yep. kind of celebration where you run with your hands up but like in the back of my you know corner of my eye I'm like okay I'm making sure that I'm steering clear of the mayhem that's about to ensue on on the field and so yeah that was a little bit more of a, a pleasant celebration <laughs> yeah and it was funny because I I remember laughing about it with you after the fact about you know running away you're like no way I'm not getting crushed again I'm like wow just saved both of our lives again that was really good takes it proof that the Polish will never rule the world, right? It takes more than one episode <laughs> for me to figure out that I do not want to be on the bottom of that pile. But uh, that, that was really great stuff. Uh, so so anyway, you go on from there. You go on from Cal, right? Great experiences at Cal. Great experience, success as a kicker. Some, some, not always success, right? Because there's often trials in it as well. There are games I'm sure you could point to and say, that was not a good game for me. That, that game was not great. Absolutely. Yeah, but you go on and you end up being a third round pick in the NFL for a kicker. That's huge. 
Like, what yeah. was that moment like for you? And talk about your NFL career. I know we have limited time. You're going to your Hall of Fame luncheon today. So I want to make sure we get you out on time. Yeah, I mean, look, it was a surprise. I mean, back in those days, like, the third round started early. I, I'm, I'm not sure exactly how it is today, but it's like I had to get, like, woken up, like, by my parents. I was staying in my house out in Danville with my parents, and it was like, the 49ers are on the phone. And I was like, what? Like, I mean, it was early in the draft. Like, my agent thought, like, you know, maybe there's, like, a 1% chance. But, yeah, um, that was a huge surprise, a huge honor. I mean, to, you know, grow up in the Bay Area, be at Cal, be able to go to the 49ers. Happened to be that they were putting together a Super Bowl-winning team that year. And just, like, as a rookie, it's like you show up and go to the Super Bowl and so, you know, in some ways I got that totally backwards, right? It was like amazing rookie year and downhill from there because I never went to the Super Bowl again. <laughs> it's been fun to have reversed that. But um, yeah, it was, you know, playing in the NFL is is hard. I mean, the truth is like the teams we had at Cal and, you know, you played at the next level. It's like, it's just, it's not the same. Mm. It's not the same. I mean, in some ways I would describe it as like missionaries versus mercenaries. It's yes. like- when Absolutely. you're at pro level, it's like who's who's writing the check. Yep, that's my team. All for them until the next team's writing the check. And it's not players' fault that it happens that way. That that is just the way it works. And so, you know, I mean, I did it for 12 years. I mean, it's like you know, it's a job, right? I was moving around the country. I was, I think, I got married in my third year. We had kids. I mean, it just it got to be challenging. There was a lot of amazing experiences I had. I mean, growing up in the Bay Area, I got to live in New Orleans, in New York, Minnesota for a minute, um, Chicago. I got to see the country and just like, you know, be there and continue to try to perform at the highest level. And I really, really got into kind of that mental game and, you know, really got consistent, like way more consistent than I was in in college for a while. And so, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I played till I was 35, and I was, I mean, I think I was the oldest guy on the team for like three years and <laughs> two kids. And at some point, I'm like, I got to make my life about something more than kicking a piece of leather between two poles. Like, it just seemed like after 17 years, I, I kind of done enough. And, you know, I think as with any position, but maybe even more with kickers, it's like if mentally you're just like not all in you kind of start to lose that mental edge like it just becomes clear like i i can't do this at the level that i i need i'm distracted by other things in life and so super thankful for that that journey i learned a ton that have helped me in business and in lots of regards after life um after football but um yeah i mean did it for 12 years i feel blessed to have done it that long yeah and that's such a fantastic point i can remember my retirement, I can remember exactly when it happened, right? You know, my last year in the XFL, I had broken my neck, but I didn't realize it. And I played the rest of the season with a broken neck and I tore my rotator cuff and then I tore my- Break your neck. And yeah. Well, because I'd already had it fused at C5-6. Oh. So I had the Peyton Manning surgery prior to Peyton Manning, right? So it's really the Mike Pulaski surgery. He stole it, whatever. Anyway. Well, we said it here. We Exactly. Renaming it. So, uh, but anyway, so I had that surgery. I was out playing- I got thrown headfirst into a pile and I felt something and my arms kind of got numb and it got hard to breathe. And then I'm telling myself, oh, I just, you're just panicking. Quit being, you know. 
But every single day I had like two extra hours of treatment and working on my neck and then my shoulder and my knee. At the end of the season, I was like, yeah, I don't know if I want this anymore. Like I loved it and I wanted it really bad. But I was like, I, I'm not sure I want this anymore. So I went and saw my doc and he goes, man, you, we didn't see it at the time, but there's a fracture in your neck. You broke your neck. And I'm like, I mean, I'm DQ. And he's like, yep. I'm like, okay. That, you know, like, that, I'm at that point in my life. So that, that, I, I totally get it. That, that, that it's, when you said that, it just kind of struck a chord with me because it was like the switch yeah. just goes from on to off and okay, time, time to move on to something else because you have to have absolute focus. Yeah. What's, what's next? Yeah. And so you took it into like superstar business mode after football, right? Talk to me uh, about developing your first company. It was Waypoint, correct? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I started, um, I got really interested in in real estate when I was playing. Like I definitely went in with a mindset of like, Jesus, like how long is this going to last? I have no idea. Like I don't want to be one of those guys that has nothing to show for it. Like how am I going to invest this money? So I literally took Super Bowl check for my first year, bought a house here in Oakland that was a total fixer upper. And that was kind of project number one, like renovated it. And I started to educate myself and, and read. And I every off season, I would spend more time learning about real estate. I ended up getting an MBA in real estate finance at Tulane when I signed a long-term deal with the Saints. And just ended up in a place where it was like just super obvious that there was alignment of passion and like a viable profession in, in real estate. So when I finished, I, w I started out doing apartments. I joined a, a private equity firm. And very quickly, like the foreclosure crisis was happening. And I was like new, like I, I knew enough to be dangerous. And I'm like, like these houses are so much cheaper than these apartments and you can get like a 10% cash return instead of, you know, 6%, like what am I missing? <laughs> and just all the real estate experts were convinced like it wasn't a thing and I couldn't be convinced that it wasn't a thing. <laughs> and so I had a partner and we went in and just started buying houses kind of one step at a time, really applying a lot of what I think helped me be successful in, in kicking is just like dedication, perseverance, preparation, like just doing the little things every day. And we ended up, you know, buying 17,000 houses over seven or eight years and taking the company public. And um, yeah, I mean, it's been fun to like really I think be able to leverage everything I learned, both being a kicker and just being on great teams with good coaches. I mean, business organizations are similar in many ways. And I think the lessons we learned as athletes when applied properly in the business context are like super powerful, like the cream rises to the top fast. Yeah, without a doubt. And I, I think like that, what you did really changed the way people thought about single family real estate, right? Single family rentals. It, it's like, it's like an industry now. Yeah, it's an industry. Before that, they were just kind of one-offs, you know, mom and pop things. That's but right. you just changed changed the industry with the way you approached it. And I love the way you tie it back to, you know, being an athlete because that's that's where I was kind of going with it is that people think that like your success or success as athletes, you go into it, you're like, oh, you were destined to do it. You always knew. Like how many questions did you have while you were doing that? How many times did you doubt what you were doing? Oh, I mean- daily. I mean, it was always like, yeah, leverage what I know. I mean, I was very careful about how I, you know, presented myself in terms of like former football player. Cause you can easily be, you know, labeled as like, okay, happy to sit down and talk about football for 20 minutes, but 
sure as heck not going to give you any money or trust you in right. a business context. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was, and I mean, look, it's still an amazing ride. I founded another company similar, more technology oriented about seven and a half years ago and still at it today and uh, in, enjoying it. And it's interesting because, you know, I think probably the the greatest thing I learned at, at Cal or the greatest takeaway I had is really been reflecting around this whole Hall of Fame thing is just the student athlete experience. Like just being a student athlete at Cal, I think is very unique. I mean, there's other schools, you know, Stanford, Duke, I mean, just other North Carolina, Michigan, like, you know, we met guys who like clearly have a head on their shoulders yeah. and were good players, but to do what we had to do on the field, to do what we had to do in the classroom and then mix the whole thing together. It's like two full-time jobs at that young age. Those are just like life skills that I think are so incredibly valuable. And it's, a, I'm really passionate about like and I know you are too, talking to, you know, current athletes and helping them understand, you know, kind of the power and value of the student athlete experience. Yeah. I try to help guys all the time because I think the one thing that athletes, especially at Cal, don't take advantage of is networking, right? How do you, how do you find that next step? And I think that's the biggest piece for, for young athletes. Take advantage of the dudes that are there, like yourself, like me, guys who want to come back yeah. and help plug you into those networks because there's so much talent, not just physical on that football field, but mental talent and guys that have the tools and the grit to kind of get through Absolutely. it and make stuff happen later on. And the good news is, you know, the Cal network is so generous. I mean, yes. I could have and should have done way better when I was a player, but the truth is I've been able to go out, you know, even still now and just say like, Hey, former golden bear, like, can we get together and talk? And it's like, of course. Yeah. And those talks lead to bigger things, right? Absolutely. You find, you, you find kind of matching passions, matching, matching interests, and then those things move on. Uh, so I'll, I'll call and take it full round. I know you got to get to the luncheon. So favorite moments at Cal, and we talked about what Cal taught you, but do you think you could have done what you've done going somewhere else? Or was it all the combined experience? Was it the alchemy of being at Cal with the people you were at at Cal? Because you always, I mean, Cream had to rise to the top there. You had to be smart. You had to be athletic. You had to figure out how to get through Sprout Hall, right? Like you had to do all those things and it was difficult. Do you think it's different if you end up going somewhere else or do you think it was the Cal experience that made that huge difference? I I mean look at the end of the day I don't know like we don't we don't know but like so like as I try to parse it all apart like I kind of can't. <laughs> yeah. It's like the people involved, the coaches, I mean like Steve Mariucci, like right. he was my special teams coach, like I mean who would like he's the you know 49ers head coach. Um, we had, I just had so many great coaches and great teammates. I mean, how many of our teammates went on and played in the NFL? Like a lot. Went, now you played with several of them with the Niners, right? With Gordo and with. Yeah. And, and you were, there, were you there with uh, Caldwell as well? Caldwell yeah. was, Caldwell slept on my couch or right. Super Bowl year. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And it was, you know, a lot of serendipity at play along the way. But um, yeah, my Cal experience was was so impactful on my life. I, I I wouldn't trade it for anything. And I and I and my belief is that it was that whole student athlete experience at Cal at that time, maybe even too, because as we talked about, like we had a we had a run, we had talent and coaches and kind of had it all. 
Yeah, it was it was a great time. People remember it fondly. I know everybody I've met tells me they were at the Citrus Bowl. There was like five hundred thousand people there, and so yeah, they keep talking right. about that game and then, and then the Washington game at our place, which we lost. So they can stop bringing that one up. But <laughs> I mean, but like we were a drive. I mean, they were they won that they, they won the national championship that year, I think, and we were one drive yeah. away. Yeah, I mean, just finish your drive. Of, we ran out of time. I mean, that was that was basically the punchline on that game, as I remember. Yeah, and that was the one that taught you too, is that no matter what, if I stay in the game, I can get the win. Period. Like that was the life lesson in one game right there at Washington. Go up against the toughest team in the country, but I'm just one play away from making this happen as long as I stay in the game. That's right. So it was a big piece. Well, brother, I appreciate you coming on the podcast, man. Enjoy yeah. the launch in today. It's you know, welcome to the hall. It's awesome that you, you know, finally got your due here. Your record for two hundred and eighty eight points stood for twenty four years. So that's a lot and you got a lot done three bowl rings uh pretty awesome dude but as always uh proud to call myself a teammate of yours so i appreciate uh, that mike thanks for having me on and um i will i'm sure i will see you around the festivities tomorrow at the sc game go uh, go bears absolutely go bears everybody at home doug bryan new, newly minted cal hall of famer uh, fantastic <laughs> kicker fantastic teammate uh, good friend and a guy that shit that players should emulate because he's a guy high high character dude which is a cow dude through and through and that's the way i look at it. he's always a cow guy thank you guys for watching at home appreciate you being here as always go bears and i'll talk to you tomorrow on the radio